I've shared with you all before that I did not grow up as a Christian. And wonderful parents. Uh, I grew up in a very stable home, but I was not a Christian. It's just simple as that. It was, wasn't, it was when I was in high school, playing high school football, as I've shared with you times before, that I, I came to the decision to trust in Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. But little did I know at the time that the decision that I made in high school would need to be reaffirmed over and over and over again all throughout my life. Here's the deal. I shared this with you last week, but it bears repeating. Most of us, at least here in America, um, have no problem with um, accepting Jesus as our Savior. We, we know we're messed up. We know that we've, we're sinful, that we've made mistakes, and that we need a Redeemer. So when we talk about accepting Jesus as our Savior, most of us can go, yeah, I need that. It's the Lord part of the equation that most of us struggle with. We don't know oftentimes what that means. And then when we discover what it means, we realize that that's actually the most difficult decision that a Christian could ever make to serve Jesus, to serve God as our Lord. You know what I've discovered over the years in aspiring to serve God as my Lord? I've discovered that um, there are all kinds of things every day that are vying for lordship in my life. All kinds of things. There's the obvious bad things like, like uh, you know, I, I could easily be tempted to be controlled and to allow alcohol to be my lord. Drug abuse, pornography, the list could go on and on about the bad things. And when I talk about Lord, you got to understand what it means. Having something that takes lordship in your life is the thing that is demanding first place. The thing that is demanding your obedience and your allegiance. But, and so we know about those bad things. But you know what I've discovered over the years? There are all kinds of things that I count as blessings that are just as demanding. That are crying out and saying, I want to be first in your life. Things like my family. My career. My bank account. So what we are going to do today, this, we are, we are, by, by the way, we are in this process in the next few weeks of kind of unpacking what the idea or the theology of lordship is. So today, principle number two, and we're in the second week of this series, uh, principle number two in the concept or unpacking the meaning of lordship is this. Lordship requires a choice. Lordship requires a choice. So, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to that, um, that passage that Heather uh, read for you just a moment ago. It's in Joshua chapter 24. And as you're doing that, I'll give you a little history. Because you remember last week we read another passage in our first uh, um, kind of exploration of the concept of Lord. We uh, were in Joshua also. Well, today we're at the end, the very end of Joshua's book. 
Joshua has literally come to the end of his earthly journey. He knows he's going to die, as a matter of fact. And he decides that he wants to um, preach one last sermon. He wants his people to understand a few things, to remember a few things, even after he's gone. Remember, he has helped to bring the people of God into the promised land. He's established the nation of Israel. Everybody, life is good. They're flying high. The future has never looked bright for God's people and for the nation of Israel. Never. And it's in kind of that jubilant atmosphere that Joshua preaches this sermon. And this is part of the sermon that I want to share with you today. He's looking out over the assembled masses whose hearts are filled with joy. And he says this. He says, you have to decide. You must choose this day who you will serve. Whether it be um, the, the God of your forefathers who lived beyond the river. And remember what they, that was, he's talking about Abraham, right? And when they were beyond the river is back like in Egypt whether it be the God of your forefathers who lived beyond the river back in Egypt, or the God of the Amorites in whose land you live today, because the Amorites were the ones who originally held the promised land, right? It says whether you must choose this day who you will serve, the God of your forefathers who lived beyond the river, or the God of the Amorites in whose land you live today. But as for me and my house, we, we will serve the Lord. In this one verse, principle number two of lordship is illustrated. You must choose this day who you will serve. You must choose. You must make a decision. Because to not make a decision, listen to me now, to not make a decision is to make a decision. Human beings will serve someone or something. Could be any number of things, as we kind of alluded to earlier, but you will serve someone or something. Could be yourself. You think, well, I don't want to be self-centered, so... But I'm not sure I'm ready to decide who I'm going to serve, so I'll just not make a decision. By not making a decision, you're making a decision. Because guess what happens? Because it is your nature to serve someone or something, what will happen is, by default, you will serve the thing that is loudest. Or the thing that is most immediate. And by the way, if you've ever chose to live your life like that, uh, that, work, that may work in the moment. But if you choose to live your life by, by serving that which is loudest or the most immediate, you will swerve all around all the time and you will eventually crash. You'll never get to where you think you want to go if that's the choice that you make. So not choosing is choosing. You must choose. So choose wisely. Now, something else that I want to lift up to you today that is very important about what Joshua says. It's easy to read this verse and think, well, um, my choice is 
to serve some God, traditional God figure. You know, the traditional God figure back then was different from what we in our time in history would consider. The traditional God figure, they, called, they talked about the God of the Amorites, for example. You know what we would talk about here? We would talk about a God figure like um, Hinduism or Buddhism or Christianity, for that matter, right? Now, if we thought, if you thought those were your only choices, you think, well, this is an easy choice. I'm, I choose Christianity. At least here in America, that's the easy choice. But that's not your only choice, as I alluded to earlier. You see, a God figure is anything that requires your allegiance and your obedience. Anything or anyone that requires your allegiance or your obedience. And you've got to choose something, so choose wisely. So you're saying, okay, I get it, Craig. You've beaten this horse long enough. I need to make a choice, and I want you to know, Pastor, I choose Jesus. And if that's the choice you've made, amen. Good job. But don't think that that's where it ends. Don't fall into the trap of believing that that's where it ends. It's a choice that you need to make or reaffirm over and over and over again every day. You're thinking, some of you are looking at me going, I didn't, I didn't see anything in that Scripture that would seem to imply that I have to make that choice or affirm that choice over and over and over again. Well, listen to me. You see, I, one of the, sometimes when I, when I preach a sermon, and you'll notice that generally I'll focus just on one or two verses, I do that to keep it as concise, realizing I, I get about... 20 to 30 minutes to unpack something for you. Um, but this is one of the biggest mistakes of looking at one verse and then just kind of lifting it out of its context, right? The biggest mistake is you can think, well, that's all I have to do or that's all that's, that, that's going on here when in fact the context is a big, big deal. If you continue to read Joshua's sermon, what you will soon begin to realize is that he was painfully aware that the decision that they were making that day to serve God, and it was very easy for him right then. You know why it was so easy? It was because life was good. There wasn't a whole lot of other things pulling at him. It was easy for them because God had been faithful and had led them through some very difficult times. God had brought them to this place where they were on top of the world and they were more than ready to serve God as Lord. But what Joshua knew was that that feeling on top of the world isn't going to last forever. And there's soon going to come a day when those other voices are going to be calling out to you and you're going to have to choose again. Or reaffirm the choice that you made that day. And he tried to say, if you read the rest of his sermon, he was trying to say, if you, if you veer off that path, if you kind of take the decision that you've made today for granted, and all of a sudden, one day you find yourself serving one or any number of other things rather than putting God as Lord, you'll crash and you'll burn. So you know what he did? He says, uh, I'm going to create for you a reminder. And 
uh, they built a monument or a memorial in a place where uh, people would um, see it on a regular basis, where they would always, they, whenever they walked by this monument or the memorial, they would remember, oh my gosh, I have to choose today, don't I? I have to choose this day whom I will serve. Every time they, they walked by, they would, oh, that's right, I have to choose today. I would suggest you do the same thing. That you create a reminder. I don't know what kind of a... I'm not asking you to necessarily create a memorial. Maybe. But it might be a reminder. It might be as simple as taking this verse, Joshua 24, 15, and, and printing it out on your computer and taping it to your refrigerator. Assuming you go there several times during the day, right? Decide this day who you will serve, whether the God of your forefathers that lived beyond the river, the God of the Amorites in the land you live today, but as for me and my, we will serve the Lord. Put it on the fr- Maybe you don't go to it. Maybe you eat out a lot, Lisa. <laughs> Maybe what you need to do is tape it to your mirror in the bathroom. <laughs> Or maybe you need to put a cross around your neck and every time you see that cross, oh yeah, I I need to remember. I need to choose today who I will serve. So principle number two is pretty simple. You have to make a choice. And you need to reaffirm that choice again and again and again. So choose wisely. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, um, choosing You as Lord is one of the most difficult decisions we will ever make. And the truth of the matter is, in our own strength, we will fail at this time and time again. That's why we're choosing not to do this in our own strength. That is why today we are choosing uh, to give it to you, to allow you to be our strength, to allow you to be the one that lifts us up, that reminds us, that holds us, and, and show us the things that we need to do to reaffirm the choice that we have to trust in You and to live for You, to be obedient to You, to to give our first allegiance to You, even before our families and our careers and our bank accounts. For it's only when we place You first in our lives that all these other things will fall into place. It's only when we choose You as Lord that those blessings will truly be blessings. Help us, Jesus as we live into this this idea of lordship and obedience to give it all to you to trust you to believe Jesus that you are the answer and you are our only hope and the only way we can ever hope to be victorious in this life is by trusting in you thank you Lord 
thanks for the calling. Thanks for the reminder. And um, thank you for our forefathers like Joshua who reminded us to remember in your holy name.